welcome to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast, a podcast in which we discuss uh, every single episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season one, episode four, Eye of the Beholder. And Kelsey, can you read us the episode synopsis for this episode? Yes, I can. Um, according to the Degrassi wiki, which is our uh, life's blood, um, it says, Terry's sure that no guy will ever want her and she wants to skip the school dance. Spinner seems interested in her, though, and Ashley and Paige convince her to let them make her over. Paige secretly wants Spinner for herself and plays on Terry's insecurities, ultimately getting Terry drunk and into some overly sexy clothes. I have notes. <laughs> right away, I have notes. Overly sexy clothes. We're going to talk about in our the fashion police, but... No, 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 no. No overly sexy clothes. She raised her skirt a quarter of an inch. Um, yeah, and just, and it's this is a little bit like it gives condescending. A lot away. It gives a lot away, but it's also a little condescending. Spinner seems interested in her though. Like, get it together. Yeah, yeah. Episode synopsis I have I take umbrage with that part where it's like Terry thinks she's so awful. But I guess Spinner was interested anyway. It's like, I don't like it. It's kind of negative. And it kind of validates Terry's fears throughout the episode about being fat, which she's not. I mean, she's a beautiful lady. I, oh, there's so many things in this episode. <laughs> but before we hop right in, let's talk about the title, which is Eye of the Beholder. And it's based on the Metallica song, Eye of the Beholder, which I listened to earlier today, and it's pretty aggressive. And according to the Metallica wiki, it is about freedom, and it is only as true as you perceive it. It, pr it protests against the restricted limit of freedom by the law. So that's what the song is about. And I think it's also kind of about, even though we technically have the right to free speech, People still get, like, put down by the man when they speak out about things. So I don't really think the episode title and the song title really relate. I mean, Terry is so... I mean, I don't know. Maybe it, there's, like, a societal norm tie-in. I'm not sure that that's what Degrassi was going for. Um, I feel like they didn't get that in-depth about it. I think it, they were just like... Well, this is a song like from the 80s, and also it's all about how beauty is in the eye of the beholder, kind of, with like the Terry situation. But I mean, yeah, no, I, I feel like they didn't think that much about <laughs> the man and like free speech and like s social requirements. But uh, I want to just jump right in. Um, Terry's dad is drinking Sunny D in this opening scene. Oh my god, I was all about Sunny D in middle school. I totally forgot about it, and it makes me really happy. It's a good time, and I also wrote down that Terry is gorgeous, like, like, unrealistically beautiful. Like, it's very stupid. There's a reason that later on in the season, or is it this season or next, that she starts modeling? Yeah. I mean, it's plus-size modeling, but she is, like, stupid beautiful. She's more attractive than most of the skinny girls on this show. For sure. Like... All of most of the girls on this show start off like right smack dab in the middle of their awkward phases. And even though Terry is like really insecure and she doesn't really present any confidence, she is still stupidly beautiful and not in an awkward phase like at all. And yeah. Yeah, no, there's like there's no awkward phase. You're right. Um, So it's 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 such a, I just 
half of my notes, like a lot, I just over and over again, it's just Terry with like a sad face <laughs> next to it because it's like, Terry, you need to feel better about yourself. But I get it. I, I totally understand, you know. Um, I'm sure that it's hard to have Paige as a friend who's probably undercutting her a lot. And you guys know I love Paige, but Paige is a flawed human. In this episode, this is like maybe my least favorite Paige. Like there's no justification behind it. Paige is a straight up cunt in this episode. Paige is awful in this episode. She's conniving and diabolical. In I wrote the- diabolical. <laughs> and in the way she just manipulates Terry and just like mold her into this mess so she can swoop in and get Spinner, which I also want to talk about that in a second. Like, why does Paige even like Spinner? She's so out of his league. I wrote that down too. That's on my, yeah, no. Uh, why? I literally wrote, why is Paige so into Spinner? Question mark. And uh, yeah, no, but Spinner totally loves Terry, which is the only time that I really like Spinner is when Spinner is so, like, clearly into Terry. Exactly. And you know who else loves Terry and is amazing? Her dad. Terry's dad loves her so much, and he's so nurturing and nice that these unrealistic standards of beauty 100% do not come from home. It's obviously, like, this culture at her school is what's making her really insecure because her dad is amazing. It, it, I, it's almost like a, a trope with like the very cool single dad, like like the dad from Juno. He kind of reminds me of, you know, even though that's Epcot like remarried. But it's the same premise. It's like I love that like single dad close relationship with a daughter. And that that's probably a personal <laughs> issue. But yeah, I just I think it's a very sweet thing. And I like that a lot. Yeah. And it's just so sad how hard Terry is on her. Like, her dad is like, no, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. She's like, no, I'm a fat cow. No one's going to want to dance with me. And I'm like, Terry, why? No. Like, clearly people want to dance with her. Spinner, who she likes, wants to dance with her. Fucking I want to dance with Terry. Terry, just feel better. I just, so many sad faces. But, um, so, you know, she has this very heartfelt moment with her dad, who's clearly a gem. Then they're at school, and... I just I didn't notice this until right now, but their like audio, they're still clearly like trying to figure out how it works because their background audio at the school when they're outdoors is trash. <laughs> like it's the street noise is so loud. It's overpowering. Yeah. We're still in the early baby stages, but I would also like to backtrack just a second. After the theme song, the first thing we see is a boy riding up to Degrassi on like a razor scooter which just a reminder this was shot in 2001 <laughs> oh i loved my razor scooter but like if it like hit you it like totally would just like oh, cut your achilles heel demolished it's bad news and also if you if you rode it too much and you slammed on the brakes on that back wheel the back wheel would start to like shave down like i my neighbor his wheel shaved down like halfway, and then whenever he rode down the street, it sounded like a propeller because it was all <laughs> fucked up. Oh, razor scooters. There's still some dudes in Brooklyn that I see riding around on razor scooters. Oh, God. Well, yeah, but that's because we're surrounded by assholes. Um, and, yeah, so they're at the school. Spinner clearly loves Terry, which Ashley points out repeatedly, which is sweet. She's being a good friend in this episode. Ashley is actually a really great friend in this episode. She does, like, it's Terry's episode, and Ashley is, like, Terry and Ashley's roles have reversed from the 
presidential election episode. Like, like Ashley is the helpful, awesome friend in this episode to Terry. Which is a really nice moment and not something that I expected. So I'm, I'm glad with that. But yeah, no, Paige, like right off the bat being real shitty. But it's like, it's, it's kind of surprising to me that Spinner is so like flippant with her because she's so far out of his league. It's like unreal. It doesn't make sense. I'm wondering if, I mean, we established in the last episode, like this is new year, new look, new page. And we don't know what she was like before this year and how her look is new. So maybe before this year, she had a crush on Spinner and she was kind of a little bit more under the radar. And this is the year she kind of breaks out of her shell. Maybe she came through her awkward phase this year and now she's all hot for for an eighth grader. And she's trying to fulfill her like seventh grade crush wish of Spinner because she thinks she's all that in a bag of chips now. That is a very astute observation. I didn't think of that. Also, you just said all that in a bag of <laughs> chips, which I am on board for. Um, okay, so this is the first appearance of Sean. Holland just gasped, <laughs> and she's fanning herself. So I have obviously a ton of positive things to say about Sean because we're all a little bit in love with Sean. Um, yeah, and he he actually I saw him on the street in um, the East Village my freshman year of college because he went to NYU the same year that I was at SVA and we dormed near each other. Um, so that was kind of cool. I'm so jealous. It was pretty cool. Um, but there's one thing that I would really like to say about Sean, which is that he is Ryan Atwood light. Yes. Especially in season two when he literally wears the Ryan Atwood uniform of the wife beater and the gray hoodie, zip up hoodie and like a beanie. Well, because that is the uniform for like trashy white guys from the wrong side of the tracks. Exactly. And I would just like to say that Sean's entrance is like so bad boy that it hurts. He is riding on the back of a motorcycle that his cool older brother is driving and he takes off his helmet and he's got pierced ears and he's wearing a jean jacket and uh, my heart, my like teenage heart swoons every time I see Sean Cameron. He's Probably my favorite man on Degrassi or boy. Oh, that's so creepy. You know, it's, it's, it's not great. It's not great in retrospect, <laughs> but it's fine. I mean, I'm going to have all of these issues once Craig joins us. Mm. So, you know, but uh, I also I also wrote down the earring. <laughs> can we hop into Fashion Police now? <laughs> yes, we can absolutely hop into Fashion Police. That is a good time for it. Um, I want to backtrack to when we arrive at the school and Ashley greets Terry wearing a red camo tank top, which is amazing. Yep. Also wrote that down. Um, we mentioned the Sean earring, which is fantastic. Emma's hair. There's like a few different points for Emma's hair. Like the beginning, Emma's hair is crazy. It's in this like weird, like twirly wrap around, like up by her ears kind of situation. I don't know. I can't describe it. It's bad. It's real bad. But I'm on board for her hair at the dance. It's like the best that it has looked with her. Yeah. And on the subject of the dance, Emma's entire outfit is not as awful as some of her outfits are, but she's wearing, she has her hair in like a half up, half down do with that is held together by a scrunchie. And her naturally. Sh- and her shirt is like an orange and red tie dye with a fat metallic heart on the front (laughs) which spinner makes a really awful comment about did you catch that i literally wrote down was that a hard-on joke 
And I think it was, you guys. And I, I, that definitely went over my head whenever I watched this as a youngster because I do not remember him saying that ever. No, and I feel like that's something that would have stuck out, but he did for sure make a hard on joke. Um, and then, you know, Carrie's outfit is cute. She looks good, but it's not even my favorite outfit on her. Mm-mm. I mean, she's it's not fine. Really- Fine. I mean, they could have picked something better. It's it's a good like middle school dance outfit, you know, and and she looks good. But it's like the fact that they're like she's overly sexy. I'm like she's wearing a skirt that literally goes past her knees. And when it gets hiked up, it just gets hiked up like just above her knees. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it at all. I also want to talk about Terry's hair for the dance, which is like pulled up in a half up, half down do, but it's with like fake cornrows that are just like the twirly twists that look like cornrows but aren't actually cornrows which I feel like is also very of the time (laughs) oh absolutely um I'm trying to see if I have any other fashion notes even but I don't I feel like there wasn't a ton oh wait hold on (laughs) the platform black sandals are back yep they are back and it's great. And Paige has them on again, too, at the very end. So, and I I think I owned these sandals. Like, I can still kind of, like, imagine the feel of them on my feet. Like, the bottom are, like, plastic rubber. And the top is, like, an overstrap that's sort of like that, like, nylon That's, nylon-y. like, super stretchy. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. And they made, like, the loudest floppy noises when you walked. Mm-hmm. Like, naturally. Naturally. I think that's it for Fashion Police. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else. So, yes. Good Fashion Police. So, oh, and when when Ashley is talking to Terry, so Terry and Spinner talk at the beginning of the day, and Spinner wants to borrow Terry's notes for a class, and then when Terry goes inside and talks to Ashley about it, t- Ashley's like, oh my god, that is totally a flirtation device. He wants to borrow your notes? Oh my god. Which I thought was like a pretty clever pun for Ashley. <laughs> yeah, no, I love flirtation device, and I'm going to start using it. For the future. Um, yeah, no, flirtation device, like, full stop is great. Um, so I just really want to talk about JT and Toby. Oh, my God. But first, I would like to just say that I, I harshed on Liberty pretty hard last go around. And Liberty has two lines in this episode. And one is just her being a nightmare. No, she has three. One is her being a nightmare. But the second one is, like, the best thing that Liberty has ever said. It was great. It was me. I literally, I wrote down, I can't. I wrote down Liberty with the solid advice. So hopping over, uh, JT and Toby have decided not to go to the dance because they're like stupid. And I don't even I don't even know if they had like a real reason why they didn't want to go. And Manny can't go to the dance because her parents are uber strict. And the night and the dance is at night. And it's the first night dance that Grassy has ever had. It's usually in the day. And can, can I just unwrap that for a minute? She like Manny says like you know if it was during school hours like it normally is who is having a school dance during school hours why aren't they having dances at night I've never heard of any school ever doing this like all of our dances were on Friday nights um I mean my middle school had them like right after school was over so it was like Friday afternoons that turned into evening while you were at the dance and I'm wondering if that's what she meant like it's school hour like if you played a sport. You would be there until that time after school, but it's, I mean, I don't know what it, when it, if it being at night and being in the day makes any kind of a difference though. I mean, it's still it a doesn't. dance. It's still a dance. I don't understand. I don't, I just, I don't understand it at all. 
Um, but basically what's going on is JT and Toby are skipping the dance to watch porn together. Like a couple of fucking weirdos. It's so gross. Like teen like teenage boys are so disgusting. And I would say, ew, who watches porn together? But the answer is teenage boys. Like the, I know that that happens a lot. I have a brother. I have two brothers. And it's like I know it happens, but I don't want to believe that it does. It's gross. It's upsetting. But it's also fucking hilarious because, first of all, he has them all, like, printed out. He, like, typed it up and printed it out. And his cousin, like, sent it to him. One. All right. I have so many things to say. First of all, why is his cousin sending his little cousin a bunch of porn sites? Two. Why does he have to do that? Why don't they have a search engine? Do search engines not exist in Canada in 2001? Google's been around for a long time for a couple of years yeah like, and i ask, think it went public in like 97 or something yeah and even if it wasn't ask jeeves was definitely around <laughs> in 2001 like ask jeeves did not go under yet can i just like when jt presents toby with this list of porn sites toby just asks where did you get these urls <laughs> and he is delighted <laughs> it is upsetting <laughs> Toby is too delighted throughout this entire storyline, and every time he spoke, both of us outwardly cringed and, like, audibly were like, ugh, what? No, stop talking, Toby. He was gross. He was the grossest part of this episode. When they were actually, and I know that we're just going to skip, so I just want to skip to it. When they were watching the porn together, it was so upsetting to me. Like, it was gross when they were talking about it going to be happening, and it was gross that they did it together, and they were so excited, and no one was ever uncomfortable. And I don't know why, and Toby made this noise. <laughs> oh, no. I have, I just, I want, I threw up in my mouth. I just wanted to die. Like, first, when they're talking about the names of the porn sites, there was one that we both were like, oh, no, and I think it was Babes in Heat, which is. <laughs> Like, it sounds like we're talking about animals, like a pig in heat or something, and I hated it. I mean, I guess it was called Babes in Heat, play on the word babe, babe is a pig, I don't <laughs> nice. know. And then the one they settle on is triple sex with, like, three X's. It's just upsetting. Yeah, no, I also wrote down Babes in Heat, and I wrote it in all caps, and I'm handwriting this. The writing in all caps is a serious choice. Um, you know, it's, it sounds like a bestiality thing. Um, and also, Toby has really shitty Wi-Fi. Like, it's bad. It's real bad. Um, well, I mean, yeah. let's let's be real. They're probably on a landline. They're probably That's on dial-up. It did make the dial-up noise. Um, and also, they said boobage, <laughs> which really bummed me out, like, in a big way. <laughs> Just every, like, to, like, JT, whatever he commented, I wasn't as grossed out because... I don't know. He just, JT was being more funny about it because he's JT. And he was like, I don't know. Whenever comments he made were slightly humorous, but then Toby would just respond with like, hmm, I know. And it was, <laughs> it was so awful. And it made me feel like I was watching something I should not be watching. I just wanted to die the whole time. <laughs> I was just so upset. But let's hop back to, so while JT and Toby are in class looking at their, URLs. Um, Emma and Manny are talking about how Manny can't go to the dance, and Lib and Emma doesn't want to go by herself. But Liberty comes back with some great advice, which is like, 
Emma, are you really going to let these dumbass boys dictate your social plans? I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But I'm like, yeah, fucking go, Liberty. Go, Emma. Go to the dance by yourself. I even wrote down props to Emma for going to a dance by herself because that's kind of, that's a scary thing to do when you're 12. I feel like Emma is always, like, the most courageous. Like, she can be a pain in the ass, but out of every female character on this show, I probably want to be like Emma the most. You know, she's not the most likable character, but she is, like, she's a Gryffindor, straight up. Oh, yeah. She's very, I was just about to say, she's very bold, and she takes chances. And if we're we're hopping around and just talking about Emma... As at the school dance, Sean straight up attacks Jimmy for making fun of him for being held back. And as soon as that squabble is over, or Emma even just breaks up the squabble and was and asks Sean to dance. And I literally wrote in all caps, "Go Emma for asking Sean to dance" with like five exclamation points because Emma's like rad in this. Emma's just so bold and amazing. And props to her. It's true. Although I did write down, Emma cannot read a moment. <laughs> Very true. Or she was very much reading the moment and just wanted to defuse the situation so it didn't escalate further. That's a good point. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, just very pro-Emma this app. I'm like, I'm on board for it. And Sean is a little bit too aggressive for the situation. Like, I get that you're embarrassed that you had to come back to the school. And later on, we're going to find out that all the shitty reasons that he had to leave and then come back. Sean has had it rough and he's done some bad things. And again, he's Ryan Atwood light. So it's to be expected. But yeah, no, he's like unnecessarily aggressive to Jimmy, who frankly has done nothing to deserve it. He's been like, we're here for you, you know, and he's like kind of a little bit like I don't think he's like trying to rub it in his face that he was held back. But, you know, he he has mentioned it like more than he needs to. He's too being too persistent about the joke. And it's like, okay, we made the joke. We get it. Let's move on. Stop like harboring. Let's. Let's move on. We we get it. He got held back. And I think we find out in the next couple episodes what happened in Wasega and why Sean had to leave. But I think he's dealing with the things that he did in his old town. And he's still trying to process it. And he's probably still really guilty. And he has a lot of angst. And he's a teenager. And hormones are, like, flying about. But we have no context for that yet, so he just seems, like, wildly unstable at this point. (laughs) He just seems like a lunatic who says no when you ask if he wants to share anything, which I identify with. That was great. Would you like to share anything with the class? No. All right. That's fair. That's fair, Sean. (laughs) So hopping back. So Terry keeps lying. So Spanner asks her if she's going to the dance, and she says no. Everyone's asking her if she's going to go to the dance, and she keeps saying no. Her dad won't let her, but she's lying. Because she's too insecure, which is dumb. But then Ashley convinces her to go to the dance and to get a makeover. Like, we'll make you over. You'll look cute. And Spanner won't know what hit him. And Paige is like, ugh, I guess if there's going to be a makeover, I have to be there. But I feel like she's also kind of sees that as a chance to start her scheming. Oh, yeah. She's, like, straight up plotting. Also, Terry's, like, my dad says I can't excuse I didn't even get along with my parents in high school and I used that excuse. I, don't, I haven't lived with my parents in seven years and I still use that excuse. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't go to that. I have to go home and see my mom is an excuse that I use. Like, she'll be really upset if I don't do it. I'm blowing up my own spot. But you guys, like 25% of the time that I use that excuse, it's a lie. And sometimes it's real because my mom's kind of a needy person. <laughs> so we 
So we see the Terry makeover. She's wearing like a black tank top and like a blue, purpley, like tie dye ish skirt. I like. I, I don't even know striped. how. I think it's striped. It's striped. Okay. And Ashley has to bail out early because she's the president and she needs to like be there at the dance to collect people's money and berate Liberty for her usage of glitter glue or whatever. Yeah, she Ashley is hashtag dunion rings with Liberty right off the bat Did in you this say ep- dunion rings. Yes, You're my right favorite. off the bat in this episode. I can't take credit for that. My sister says that all the time. But shout out to my sister. I know you're listening. <laughs> and um. So, yeah, she's like, right off the bat when Liberty's like, Ashley, we, I need help with something. She's like, yeah, okay, I got it, Liberty. And Liberty fucks up the sign. And as, when Ashley's collecting money at the dance, she's like, like, the profits go to, like, the food bank or whatever. Not that you would know it from the sign. Like, poor Liberty. <laughs> she's just taking a beating. Yeah. No, so f- she's already, like, better than she was last episode for me. Um, But, yeah, no. She's just, oh, man. Dunion rings. It's going to stick with me. I love that. <laughs> so Ashley leaves early. Terry and Paige are getting ready. And then Paige just starts feeding Terry alcohol. Sherry, to be more specific, which I wrote down, what 13-year-old knows what Sherry is? What 13-year-old is drinking Sherry? Do people drink Sherry? Isn't it just to cook with? I have no. I That's the only thing I ever really have heard it used for. Like, I I think maybe, but maybe then it is a very 13-year-old thing to drink because you don't really get what sherry is, but you know it has alcohol in it, and you just take whatever you can from the liquor cabinet that you think your parents won't really notice. So they're like, yeah, let's just drink some sherry. That sounds like something a grown-up would drink. <laughs> and Terry is acting way more stoned than drunk for most of this. It's like, she's like real chill and just, I love you. And she's like, I don't know, I mean... I feel like that's way more like what a stoned person does than like what a drunk person. She's not like crazy. Her dancing isn't erratic. Like she's just like really like grooving around in circles. And I'm like, that's what I do when I'm high. That's not like if you're I feel like drunk people, especially like TV cliche drunk people are more like woo and like crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think part of that is because she's probably literally 13 while playing this role and she doesn't know how to act drunk. But at the same time, yeah, it was it was kind of awkward. And she just, the way she walked when she was acting drunk, she was just, like, slumped over and, like, she could barely, like, she was just hunched over, like, Quasimodo, like, <laughs> hobbling around and, like, hanging on to Paige. I'm like, drunk people can still, like, walk upright. They just, like, don't walk in a straight line. I don't know what the director was thinking. Like, yeah, yeah, just hunch over. Yeah, you, you just can't walk. Sure, that looks good. I don't know what was up with that. Yeah, no, it was not great. And she's, like, she's literally drinking in the street, like, carrying the bottle. Who is at their house? Why aren't there any parents? I have no idea. And then she drops the bottle in the street, and it breaks, and she's like, uh-huh, whatever, bye, and... So they get to the dance. Terry is fucking wasted. And Ashley is pissed. And she's like, get her inside the dance. So Mr. Radish doesn't see. And they get inside. And they get, they have like a little powwow at the snack table. And it's Paige and Ashley. And Spinner like walks up and is like, hey, Terry, you're here. And she's like, yeah, I changed my mind. And then Ashley walks up and is like, oh, my God. 
why is she so drunk? How much did she drink, Paige? And they have this whole confrontation, and Spinner's just standing there watching. And after the end of it, she's like, so Terry, do you want to dance? And it's like, are you not are you not concerned at all about what's happening, Spinner? Spinner also can't read a situation. Spinner and Emma are both, like, beautifully clueless, and they just don't know. And, yeah, I just – and it's sad, and, like – Paige is just like, yeah, she drank too much. I couldn't stop her. And Terry doesn't say anything. She's not like, what are you talking about? You fed me drinks. Like, I get that she's too drunk. But I feel like if someone was, like, lying to my face when I was drunk, I would be like, fuck you. You're lying. Yeah. I don't know. I think Terry just might not be totally paying attention to the conversation. because Maybe she's distracted by Spinner or something. Um, But then they go dance. And it's not like awful when they're slow dancing except when she's like oh my god you're so cute I really like you oh my god I can't believe I just said that do you believe in love at first sight but even though she's saying all these embarrassing things it still seems like Spinner's like on board and it's like okay whatever she's acting kind of weird but I still like her like thanks for calling me cute okay yeah no I mean the only times I ever like Spinner when he's into Terry because he's just like He's just rolling with the punches. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, I like you. Like, you're being a fucking weirdo right now, <laughs> but I like you a lot. And it's like, it's a, it's just a nice moment. Yeah. And then, but then when the fast music comes on, Terry just starts like dancing all around Spinner. I wrote down, it was very reminiscent of 10 Things I Hate About You when she's dancing on the table and people are like, what the fuck is happening? And then she falls down and she runs away and, has, and goes and throws up in the bathroom, and Ashley goes after her like a good fucking friend. And then while they run off, Paige is like, so Spinner, did you save me that dance? And he's like, um, okay, I guess. I think Spinner is just kind of dumb. And he's like, I like Terry. Okay. And then (laughs) as soon as she, like, runs away and there looks like there's any, like, sign of a problem, he, like, turns his attention, and Paige is being, like, all up on him. He's like, okay, I guess I'm here now. I like Paige now. (laughs) Like, he's he's a Neanderthal, and he's just, like, I feel like he just, like, got talked into a relationship because he was confused. Like, I think that's how he started dating Paige, which is fine. 100%. But, like, I don't even think they, like, are dating after this episode. I think, I feel like we don't really revisit the Spinner-Page relationship again until maybe, like, season two. I don't remember this really carrying over for a while. I feel like it did, but I might just be misremembering. It's been a while. We'll see next episode. Well, I mean, but I feel like there's a point in time where Paige, like, kind of doesn't really care about Spinner. Or maybe they're kind of, maybe they just have mutual crushes on each other for a while. But then Paige, like, has a crush on Dean, and we'll get to that episode when we get to that episode. And then she kind of, like, pushes Spinner aside, and he's like, wait, but I thought we liked each other. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably misremembering a lot of things right now. Yeah. And Terry's fall was a very fake fall <laughs> just while we're on it. Um, I don't want to dwell on JT and Toby, um, but I think maybe we need to jump back because one, um, they said, let's do some more exploration. And if that doesn't sound like they're not going to fuck <laughs> each other, I don't know what does. <laughs> it was so awful. And so then they like, click on something else and they're like oh my god are those real and then we hear like toby's dad's voice chime in and like i would say silicone and then the mom is like or maybe saline solution and they get caught in the act and then the next or on monday at school we find out that 
The parents, like, sat down with them and made them look at porn, both male and female, with them so they could understand the horrors of objectifying bodies, which I'm like, fucking go you parents, you're so progressive, and, like, that's a great way to attack that situation. Yeah, no, I I wrote that down, too. Like, also, like, that is great, they're awesome, and, yeah, it's an awesome punishment. Like, that is the best, like, it's... You know, because it's like, yeah, you, like, embarrassed the kids and, like, you made them, like, regret their actions. But also you're teaching them a lesson not just by, like, yelling or, like, being, like, you're grounded because you did a gross thing. It's also like, hey, you know what? We're just, we're going to watch some more and you're going to be embarrassed and you're going to hate every minute of it. But also you're going to learn something about objectifying women, which is awesome. But also, why did they tell Emma and Manny? I know. I think I wrote that down, too, but I wrote down JT has no chill with Toby and his crush situation because Toby has a fat crush on Emma. And I think I think JT's just kind of clueless because he sees Emma and Manny like as his friends and he's going to tell them. I mean, they are friends. They have been friends there. He was friends with them before Toby. And on Monday at school, Toby's trying to play it cool. Like nothing happened on Friday. Nothing happened. And then JG's like, yeah, other than this, because he's he's telling his friends of an embarrassing thing that happened to him. He's like sharing with his friends. But I think he's not really putting two and two together that it's going to really embarrass Toby in front of his crush, because I don't know if that's really registered for him yet. Yeah, no, it's it, it feels like an error in judgment. And I, I don't think he's doing it to embarrass Toby on purpose. I think it's just mm-hmm. that he doesn't understand you know but he knows that toby has a crush on emma he made fun of it for him earlier and he used like a weird baby voice when he did it <laughs> and i was just not on board terry walks up to school and Aww. she's really embarrassed and ash is like why didn't you call me this weekend she's like because i wanted to crawl into a hole and die and i was like no terry nobody even really noticed like you can't you like barely anyone saw you fall no one really knew you threw up except for probably the two people in the bathroom like, it didn't look like it was a that big of a scene to me. And it was it was a middle school dance in the girls' bathroom. Odds are there were already two girls in there crying. So, like, who was she embarrassed in front of? I, I think I just wanted to block out that part of the episode because it makes me so sad. And, like, she's just so upset. And then on top of it, Spinner is so sweet and comes over and gives her notes. And it's like, how are you feeling? And then Paige, who looks great, by the way. Like, <laughs> she looks great. But she comes over and she's like, hun, and I hate when she calls people hun. Like, I love it and I hate it. I don't know how to feel. But she's like, thanks, hun, which is, like, so fucking condescending. And then she's like, he's going to borrow my notes from now on, which is, like, oh, just a weird way of phrasing that. And then it just ends on Terry's sad face. And I was like, no, that's, no, Terry and Spinner, why? The saddest face. I mean, it bums me out. But um, ship of the episode, totally ship of the episode. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I, I we're know. either gonna be exactly the same, or we're gonna like there are two like really good options for this. And um, can I go? I, yeah, you look like you're about to explode. Sean and Emma forever, five ever. I love them. They should have been Endgame. I love them. I'm talking really fast right now. I think this was I my ship of the episode is Sean and Emma because it did. A really good job at just establishing their roots and Emma was immediately like taken with Sean when he entered in the classroom she's like "Ooh, I'm intrigued by him and like at the end she was telling Manny about like she how she asked him to dance and Manny's like oh my god you asked him to dance and Emma's like yeah I know he seems really tough but he's really a nice guy which is like the ultimate like 
bad boy with a heart of gold cliche, but I'm, it's pandering, but I'm like falling for it because I'm, t- <laughs> I always fall for the bad boy storyline um, because I love living vicariously through that, I guess, which is an issue on itself. But I don't know. I love Sean and Emma and I just, I, they're my ship because I love, it, it's just the beginning of a roller coaster ride yet to come. Yeah, no, it's, I understand. And I knew it was coming and I've never seen you more excited. <laughs> like that, that was a beautiful moment for all of us. You guys, we've just experienced Holland panicking with just glee and joy and feelings. Um, this is probably one of the only things I really fangirl about. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. It's very sweet. They should have been end game. I'm with you on that. It ended fucking weird. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, yeah, my ship of the episode is Spinner and Terry. I have to. I really, I want them together. I can't remember if it happens or not. I feel like it doesn't, and that makes me want to cry. Because they're just, I mean, they were my ship of the episode last episode, too. And I stand by it. Like, he's clearly so into her. He clearly likes her more than Paige, even though that's, like, a little bit confusing, just, like, on a different level. But she's, like, she's beautiful, and he's so into her. I don't know why she's into him, but you know what? He's he's really nice to her specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, I, no, I take that back. I totally get why she's into him. He's, like, really sweet to her. He's not like how he is with everyone else, which is, like, kind of what you want in a boy, like, at, like, a weird, gross, like... <laughs> It, it ties into, like, the bad boy with the heart of gold, mm-hmm. even though Spinner is, like, the worst variety of a bad boy, which is just, like, an asshole. It's, like, when it you want that person to be different around you, and it's very stupid, and, like, don't do not do that. Like, don't make that a goal for, like, when you date a person. Like, you don't want to date that guy. That guy kind of sucks. But, like, I understand why she's so into it, and I just am so sad that they're not together. And fucking Paige. Yeah, I... The whole, I agree with you. I love the Terry Spinner ship, and I think it kind of sinks in this episode, too. I mean, I think a little bit of it comes back in waves sometimes, but it's more like Spinner being a really good friend to Terry. Spinner is always, like, a great friend to Terry, I think, throughout the entire series. He's never really a dick to her, which is saying a lot because he's a dick to a lot of people. He's a bit, he's an asshole to Paige in this episode. He gives zero fucks about her until maybe the very end when she's like, "Hun, I'm going to do his notes now. But even then, he seems like mildly disinterested in her. But I, I, I understand. I love the Terry Spinner ship as well. It's just kind of tragic and it makes me sad at the same time. Me too. I think I have a good one for Spirit Squad Captain. Can I, yeah, can I lead Spirit Squad Captain? All right, so my captain of the spirit squad for the episode is Emma, for sure. You know, she, like, she puts herself out there. She's, like, you know, she's so brave. She goes to this dance by herself. And even though, like, it's not her episode, um, you know, she really, she stands out in it. And she, like, does her own thing. And, you know, she goes to the dance by herself. And you don't see her being, like, whiny about it. She's kind of rude to Toby and JT, but they deserve it because they're bailing her to watch porn, which is, like, a weird (laughs) fucking move. And it's... Yeah, and then, you know, she, like, she asks Sean to dance, which is a big deal for a 13-year-old girl to be like, cute boy, I like him, I'm going to ask him to dance with me. And, like, especially in a heated moment, because she's trying to diffuse tension, and she's also asking out a boy that she thinks is cute, even though he seems kind of scary. And, like, maybe that's also just, like, 
being very stupid. It's like, let me talk to this person who's clearly aggressive and unstable while he's being aggressive and unstable and asking for him to love me. Like, <laughs> that's not great. And maybe that's going to tell us some stuff about Emma's taste in men. But, <laughs> that, like, notorious, like, terrible garbage men. But that's fine. It's fine. Emma, but, you yeah, know, Emma, she, she is Spirit Squad captain. I... T- I- I was going to say Ashley because she was like a really great friend to Terry throughout the entire episode. She gives her a lot of great confidence boosts or at least tries to. She is she tries to like help her with her spinner situation. She's trying to ha- make or have Terry see herself in the way that everyone else sees her, which is amazing. Um But I don't know. I think you won me over with Emma. Like Emma was a fucking badass in this episode. She not only does she go to a dance by herself and she then she asks the boy she likes to dance right after he was in a really intense situation, which is just so brave, like we said earlier. So I'm going to agree with you. I think Emma was the spirit squad captain of the week or of the episode. But now the only thing we have left to do is to talk about the moral of the episode, which I think this one was kind of a tricky one. Yeah, I mean, I can't even think of a moral, really. I guess, maybe. uh, I mean, don't objectify women (laughs) and don't say boobage. (laughs) I mean, that's the only thing that I took from this was like, don't be a gross 13-year-old boy and watch porn with your friend. I think maybe also with Terry's storyline, it's it wasn't totally wrapped up and resolved because it's never like when you're talking about body image and self confidence, that is something that takes a really long time to get better at. I I don't like there's there's no like cure to being conf- to being self conscious about your body. That's kind of like an ever going thing. But I think maybe the moral is to, like, love yourself. Don't focus on your outward appearance. Just, I don't know. Like, love yourself for who you are and try not to care what people think about you. But I know that's really, really hard to do, especially in middle school. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's one of those easier said than done. Yours is much deeper than mine. It's very sincere, and mine is about boobage. But I mean, I think it ties in like don't objectify women because that gives them like body image issues and watch like these porn videos are some of the things that feed into that unrealistic standard of beauty that society perpetuates so they kind of both go in hand in hand and to be fair i'm not anti-porn like do you just like it's weird if you're watching it with your friend and they're not your sex friends like yeah, I don't. It's so mm. uncomfortable. I just, I'm just sad inside. I feel a little broken. Um, I don't know. Do you have any like side notes for the episode, or are you like ready to do some plugs and say goodbye? Let's do the plugs. I yeah. think we're good. Yeah, plugging it up. <laughs> so you can follow the podcast at Degrassi Pod on Twitter. Um, you know, tweet us, follow us, be happy. And uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Um, you should rate and review because that would be really cool. Yeah. 
We're also on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. And we have a Gmail. So if you have any questions, if we get enough, then we can start doing like a grapevine QA write in section or something. And our Gmail is whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And then personal plugs um, on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Holland Tacular. And on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Kel Sucks with a Z at the end. Um, and then we'll plug something that we've been into lately. Um, I'm go- I listen to a lot of other podcasts, so I guess listen to other podcasts. Um, I'm really into My Favorite Murder right now, which is um, this podcast where they talk about like serial killers and murder and stuff. And it's hosted by uh, Georgia Hardstark and Karen Kilgariff. And they are awesome ladies. And it's nice because like if I listen to like a true crime podcast that's hosted by men, sometimes I feel a little uncomfortable. And because it's two women, it's like hearing um, like, you know, the, the more gruesome against women crimes, you know, the, it, it's a little easier to swallow and it's a little less like gross and objectify and like you're getting like joy out of it. Um, what about you, Holland? What do you have to recommend? Um, I mean, a lot of the podcasts I've started lately are ones that people already probably know about, but fuck it, I'll plug one I just started listening to, which is the Best of Friends podcast, which is a group of people who talk about all the episodes of Friends, and I think it's really enjoyable, so check it out. It is a good podcast. We're a big fan of the Best of Friends podcast, both of us. Um... All right, so that is it for us. Thank you guys, and we will see you next time. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. <laughs>